0: Hi, this is Greg Fish, and I just want to say thank you for joining me for this limited series podcast where I read to you chapters from my book, Because I'm Richard's Son. I wrote the book hoping to encourage those of us who struggle to live into a father's legacy or who struggle to find our own place in this world. It's a collection of short stories, and I hope it means something to you. You can find out more about my book at CorbinFosterMedia.com. That's CorbinFosterMedia.com. Com. This is a CorbinCast podcast, and today, the chapter I'll be sharing with you is entitled As Easy As Riding a Bike. I learned to ride a bike in the days before hypervigilance prevailed. I learned to ride a bike with no helmet, no knee pads, and no elbow pads. I learned to ride on a full-sized adult bike. I learned to ride on a bumpy, serrated gravel road. (laughs) Can anyone tell how this story is going to end? Thanks to a childhood injury, my sense of balance and coordination has always been off. I was a late bloomer to the joys of bike riding. Though I had a child-sized bike with training wheels, I could never master it. My inability to glide astride my two-wheeled nemesis led me to cast it aside into the old leaky barn and walk away from any hope of ever learning to ride. But Richard Fish was not the type of man who would allow his child to give up and withdraw from any challenge. It simply was not in our DNA. Correction, it was not in Dad's DNA. (laughs) I was willing to walk away. The old purple single-speed bicycle was sitting in the yard, taunting me as it stood kickstand upright. Gregory? Dad was calling. Everything I never wanted to do began with my proper first name. If Mom called for such purposes, my middle name was added. Gregory, come here, son. Today you learn how to ride a bike, Dad solemnly proclaimed. Now, I mentioned that our road was gravel. More accurately, it was an engineered chip and seal road. All the fun and danger of rocks held together by a cement epoxy, allowing it to never give way. And did I mention that I was wearing shorts, no knee pads? Just thought you should know. As the bumps and jagged edges of the road jarred my ever-loving soul into an unsettled state of fear. Dad ran along beside me, holding the back of the bike seat. There's a seductive feel to how the wind fouls your hair as two wheels gain speed. Riding a bike is a rite of passage that allows the mastery of time and space at the youngest of ages. I could feel the hesitations shed away as I fell in sync with that metal contraption. And then, I glanced to my side and I realized Dad was no longer there. He had let go, and I was flying solo. My hands quivered, and the front wheels began to convulse from side to side. Every rock on that road bounced me epically like a ship on a stormy sea. Confidence eroded, and just as quickly my sense of balance eluded me. As I tilted to the side, my knee was unceremoniously introduced to the snagging and snarling chip and seal road. Son, what happened? You were doing it, Dad asked and asserted as he ran to my rescue. I didn't see it that way. I was angry, bleeding, and my pride was broken. Why did you let me go? I'll never do this again, I proclaimed through the tears. Spoiler alert, I did it again, (laughs) and again, and again. I became quite masterful at the art of bike riding, even though I still bear the scar that reminds me of that first fateful journey. The school bus stopped in front of our yellow brick ranch-style home in the rural reaches outside Columbus, Indiana, Wow, look at that! Check that out! The kids in the bus were clamoring about the shiny blue bicycle that stood kickstand upright next to a smiling man. As I debarked, I was puzzled. It wasn't my birthday. It was just a regular old day. But that beautiful five-speed bicycle stood waiting for me to ride it through the hills and hollers of my life. And for a moment... I was the envy of every kid on the bus, even the bullies. I was speechless as Dad proudly proclaimed me king and owner of this Regal Schwinn, and I was so lost for the proper response that I gave none. Later, Mom came stomping back to my room. Gregory Scott, I'm ashamed of you. Your dad was so excited to give you that bicycle, and you never said thank you, she scolded. I understood that mom was ashamed of my response, not her son, but at that moment, I was also heartbroken and embarrassed by my misdeeds. I felt so sick to my stomach that I could have puked. One of my life gifts from God is this weird ability to empathize deeply with the emotions of others. That day, I felt disappointment deep within my marrow. With tears in my eyes, I apologized, and I said thanks in the same clumsy sentence. Oh, son, that's okay, Dad reassured me. I just want you to know how proud I am of you for taking on this challenge. You did it, son. You did it. If there were a way to call Dad up today, I would do it to say thank you one more time. I haven't always relished taking on the leviathans of life, but as surely as I call Richard Fish my father, there is a measure of godly strength that rises inside of me when I face something that seems too big to overcome, even standing beside a hospital bed. The day my wife took her hand from mine, grabbed hold of her waiting savior, and slipped from my reach, I felt a strength inside, born of this man who taught me how to ride a bike. And as much as I wish Dad could have been with me when my wife Barbara died, I am confident he was with me in spirit. I again took a breath, lifted my eyes towards the heavens, and found Richard Fish-bred determination to keep moving forward even though I'd fallen. I hope to share the strength of a good man with you. You have a Father in heaven that cheers you on even as he lets go of the bike so that you can learn to ride. He showers us with good blessings that we may or may not deserve so that we know we can do life well. We can dare to do good things. I have learned a balance of heart that nature could not give me. I learned it because I'm Richard's son.